the college football experience week four, 2023 preview and draft episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by shady rays. Shady rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to shadyrays.com. Use the promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Rosso brought to you by SGPN's NFL Draft Week. Yes, all week long, SGPN has you covered with draft props, uh, mock drafts, and our live NFL Draft Watch Party, which old Pick Dundee is going to be a, p- a part of. So make sure you smash that subscribe button at uh, YouTube.com/slash Sports Gambling Podcast. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. This is Brock Purdy from Iowa State, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Oh man, I can taste the season. I can taste the season. If you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to, well, my name is Colby Swing It Database Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. Yeah, it was a shock. I thought, it's a mistake. You know, I'm like Popeye or Buffhead in the cartoons. And those kind of people don't get sick. I've never been sick in my life. <laughs> never been sick in my life, with the exception of when they dropped the news that they're ditching the triple option and these cut block bullshit. But we're going to talk more about that in a little bit. Shout out to WVU Punch Drunk in the chat saying, I got fired up just seeing the Colorado spring game in the snow, seats filled. That's how it should be, baby. Football weather. We're going to talk all about it. It's such a good time to be alive. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi-oh! Oh. First down! All right, we are also shout out to D. Bettis in the chat who says it's time to talk about the Ohio State. Let's Hell go! Yeah. He usually joins us about an hour and a half in. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, why aren't you talking Ohio state? It's like, Oh, we just did a huge segment uh, for about 30 minutes in the beginning about Ohio state. But uh, now, right now we're talking about McNeese. No, I'm joking. Shout out to D Bettis third. And, and we are joined by third man in the booth, the DFS God himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking home brew making tobacco road, living the free lock given farmer, farmer, heard of basketball league. MVP, get my friend, see Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's going on guys. Bye. 
I always forget that I have the Bosworth theme on here, man. It's a fucking gem. Yeah, I haven't heard that one in a while. Criminally underused. Yeah, uh, I apologize to the audience. I apologize to my parents for not using that song more. Disappointment to the family. Yeah. How you guys doing? I mean, look, we had a lot of spring games fire away. We got the week four draft coming, but I got to touch base on some news. First and foremost, the NCA rules uh, have been adjusted. And uh, I think the one person that honestly, I honestly believe I've probably met hundreds, <laughs> if not thousands of college football fans. And I know one person that is pro this rule. Everyone else is against this rule. The NCAA is basically uh, they're they're going to the running clock, hoping to to shave seven plays off of a game each and every game. Um, I also find it ironic, and I know Triple Option Report give them a follow on uh, on social media uh, or on Twitter, I should say the Twitters. Um, <laughs> I find it ironic that they happened to drop this the same year that they got rid of the cut blocks. So. Uh, what do you guys think? Running clocks with the exception of the final two minutes in the first half in the game. I I know NC Nick is the the one pr- proponent of this or the the only proponent of this or <laughs> of what? You, what what is he a proponent of of the last two shorter minutes? Shorter yeah. games. Tight no. three hour windows. I, don't <laughs> I want longer be games. up till one AM. Look, I, I want I just, the exact opposite. <laughs> I just listened to the SBC SGP, the main show, have John Smoltz on. If you yeah. haven't listened to that interview, go check it out. He said he loves the new baseball rules, which is speeding up the game. Dude, we're busy people. I don't have, I want a game to last three hours, tight three hour window. Hey. It comes on at eight o'clock prime time. I want it to be done by 11. I don't want that thing hey. lasting four hours. Come on. To now. be Let's fair go. though, you know, John Smoltz is an employee of MLB. So uh, of course he's going to say that's like when we had Theismann on to talk about the Redskins, it's like, he's still their their play by play guy. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love the co- uh, the commanders. You got to get in tune to it. It's something great here. Slight conflict. More, of meanwhile, John Riggins, who's, who's not employed by them at all. is like, they're a bunch of pieces of shit. All right. <laughs> and it's absolutely fantastic. So what'd you expect him to say? See, the reality is we want more football, not now, less. Let, let, let me push yeah. back on you, Cole, a little bit here. And, and it's because I'm surprised you are a strong opponent of advancing the ball to midcourt on a timeout in basketball. It's terrible. Right. So why are you uh, inclined to allow college football teams to have a stop clock on a first down? When they haven't earned a stop clock. No, but that's not Dude. all of the rule, right? I'm okay with the first down side of it, but they're, they're talking about running the clock even on incompletion. I thought they had been doing that. No, they had not. I see. Uh, I, I'm all for more football, but more football means more games, not a longer of a, of a single game. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Disagree. Don't you want to get a chance to like bet on the next game rather you, than having a game buddy, last? Over four hours. I don't have. It's. I'm not working off cable TV anymore. All right. We can watch everything at the same time. All right. This but is 2023. Really only focus on one or two. No, I can focus on nine. All right. And I do it. I do it every the Saturday. The database is, right? is pulling data. Yeah, I do it every fucking Saturday. All right. And I'm working. It's with easier nine. than you think. Yeah. It's easier because commercials. It's like you're really only focused on two or three at a time. Look, uh, I've been to a sports bar once or twice in my that's life. That's true. That's okay. true. No, but their their Fair setup's enough. not not good enough. 
Because you have to look around it. like this. The, yeah, the vertical. With God's right. eye, it is jam-packed all right there. <laughs> I feel like that I'm Madden here. I feel like I'm Chris Farley. Back to <laughs> back to Chicago. All right. Um, Let me say this. Yeah. Regardless of you know this reason or that reason, I think they nailed it. I think they nailed it because, uh, like Nick said, I mean, I understand your argument that you want more football and probably stopping the clock on first downs or I guess on incomplete and certainly getting rid of the back-to-back timeouts. I kind of like the drama of the coach fucking that up. Maybe a little bit. That, that one I, uh, is still, uh, you know, up in the air. I don't have that happens so rare though. It's, but it's so classic it. when it does happen. How many True. times have you seen it when the coach calls the timeout as the ball snapped and his kicker drills like a fifty yarder, and but, then so you're talking about no, I agree. But hold on, the the quantity of football that we have on Saturdays every week we've been doing this game, this uh, you know draft here where we draft thirty games. And there's so many games we leave out and we say, you know what? I wish I had the time to watch this, but it's not going to find airtime. <laughs> we don't have a problem with the amount of football on a college football Saturday. Okay. There's uh, enough. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's a great point. Now, I'm lobbying. Join you guys, the movement, Patty. Uh, I listened to you guys last I'm week. In, Nick. <laughs> I went back and listened to myself because that's what I like to do. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, your guys take of like the Illinois game on Saturday. I, I, I still disagree with you guys so much, even more after I thought about it, where I think there should be weekday games all throughout the week. I'm talking like eight games every day. Right. <laughs> and, and you know, they, they're dropping the ball on this. This is 2023, get the sport on the television and have that. And you should want to have more football because more people would be watching instead of fucking whatever you is know, after I'll this. I'll sport. say this: yeah. I, I think most, uh, myself included, people are adjusting to spring football. And before it was like, ah, I don't want to see that much football. You know, I need it. I need my off season. Now it's like I never had that problem. Well, <laughs> to me, it was ne- just never not, once had that problem. Not <laughs> dialed into my system. I was like, all right, I'm ready to flip the switch, and I'm in basketball mode now. And that's what really? I had gotten used to for 20, 30 years. And to, to Divert my attention. Now it helps that I stopped paying as much attention to the NBA, uh, and I could fill that gap with football now. But still, I just think that it takes a little while for you to get used to it. So I think if they did move games to the weekdays, right now we say, oh, everything should be on Saturday. Eventually, we might no. be like, no, I want it Look, every day. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I've said this forever. We have two hundred and what two hundred sixty some teams. I mean, it's great for basketball in in FCS and FBS. That should be enough where you still have Saturday as your main slate. But you can do five, six games a week, or five to six games a day for every day of the week except Sunday, right? So Monday, five games, right? Tuesday, five games. And I would even say you could do like eight or nine Thursdays and Fridays. You should do it. And you got to call 1 800 pick Dundee. All right, look. I'm only on board if those one of those eight or nine games or multiple ones are during the day. Because you know I love daytime television where I can sit in my home office and and watch something and bet on something while I'm That'll be on at the same time. that, that'll be on the same time as your soaps. Yeah. Well, you know, decisions. I got to fit my stories in. Who needs no, God's I, eye yeah, for? Dee uh... Bennett has it right. I, I think the smaller conferences, and especially the FCS, they should take advantage more of the weekday games. Completely not disagree. Saying, not saying the major conferences can't do it, also. But going back to last week, I, I'm with Patty C. There, something about that like Big Ten noon game. No, it's just it just feels right. 
Not when there's 30 of them. All right. And that now the big 10 is going to have 16 teams. You know what I mean? So I don't need a bunch on that same, same time. Maybe Look, the biggest game in the big 10 slate Saturday morning at noon. And then spread yes, the rest. I'll on. give you an example in a second. All right. Look, uh, I want to tell you folks that the college football experience is brought to you by shady rays. Yes. Uh, look, our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much, much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world class product that's just as good as any expensive pair you've ever worn. They got the durable frames, they got the extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. All right. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane, the absolutely most insane eye protection in all of eyewear. All right. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So let's say you are out at the game. All right. Say you went to a spring game this past weekend. You're checking out Deion Sanders and some idiot says he does like the new rules of the NCAA. Well, then you turn around and you punch him right in the face. But what you didn't realize is that his friend was right next to him and he punches you right in the face and you're wearing your polarized shades. All right. Boom. Your, your glass is broken. Guess what you do right then? You go right back to Shady Rays and say, guess what? My glasses are broke. They're not even gonna ask why. They're not even gonna say, well, who started this thing? What's going on? They're not, they're not the they're not the feds over here, right? They're gonna, they're know just gonna if go Kobe boom. Dance involved, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just gonna go boom, here's your next pair. Uh and play on. Doesn't matter how long the game's going on. All right, play on, baby. Uh with Shady Rays, you can all you can not only look good, you can feel good too. Today they've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with feeding America. Absolutely fantastic. And right now, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the year. Go to shadyrays.com, use that promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Yes. All right. Dude, I, I just took advantage of that. Let me tell you, I got two pairs for a very reasonable price for like a quality pair of sunglasses. Like, usually I buy like the shit pair at like, you know, BJ's or something, but I, I spent up a little bit more, but it was still very affordable. They're nice looking sunglasses, man. I'm wearing them right now, buddy. Look at me over here. Swagging. Fucking Ray Charles over here. Yeah, let's go. Um, All right. We're ready to to, uh, draft some teams. All right. Should we talk about the mass exodus happening in in, in Boulder? Yeah. Well, hold on. Well, that was somewhat expected because they were like 20 over the the scholarship limit. But um, uh, a perfect example to me. And I actually, where did I? I thought I drew this shit up somewhere. But. would be the fact that to me, like they should focus on one game a week. So take, take, uh, take last week's week, for example, or, or we could talk about this week's like this week's we have at least a th- Thursday and Friday games. Right. But in my opinion, like you should take, you know, uh, you should get two games on each side of this thing. So like Virginia tech Marshall, boom, put that as one Georgia tech wake force. No one's going to watch Georgia tech wake force on Saturday. I hate to tell you this true story. All right. Uh, there's a reason why Jefferson pilot sports doesn't exist. All right. And, uh, and you know, <laughs> Kentucky Vanderbilt, put that shit on a Thursday. All right. And make that your prime time. If you were to do that every day of the week, except Sunday, obviously you still have the m- majority of your game Saturday, but if you were to do, and you can align it with an FCS, meaning like Monday night, you go with, you know, uh, you know, Wyoming, Texas tech, or sorry, Texas tech at Wyoming and Laramie, that's your night game. You're, you're for for the West Coast people. The day game could be like South Alabama, K State, or something. And then uh, you know you do, you line that up at the same time, or maybe thirty minutes behind, with an FCS game. Like say 
you know, Samford and Furman play that shit on a Monday. Then uh, the nightcap, Northern Arizona and Sac state, right? Something like that. It's just an unorganized sport. And it's been that and that's been one of the flaws for, for not gaining more fans. True. If they were to do that, Nick yeah. at night, Nick at night isn't one day a week. So why should pack 12 after dark be one God day a week? Right, yeah. buddy. God damn right. Should All right. Should be a regular seven day a week program. Now. Uh, okay. Let's talk. I don't want to dive too much into that because I could talk about that for five hours. Um, but speaking of uh, big 10 moving to weekday games, well, they listened to me. They didn't listen to you guys because central Michigan, Michigan state moves to Friday, September 1st. I'm very happy that that happens. That's open. Don't talk week, week one though. Week one's different. Week, nope. I, well, I, I, I got you for week, week two. I got you for okay. week two as right. September 9th, Indiana state heads to Indiana, the battle of Indiana, the sycamores and the Hoosiers. Um, and then October 7th, Nebraska at Illinois moves to a Friday night. Thank there you. Thank you. Thank you. Do more of that. I can, you can have your big noon kickoff and shove it up but, all your ass right there. The um, big 10 took advantage of that in basketball too. Yeah. Usually college basketball you know, on Friday night, there's nothing. And they started playing like a big game Friday night. It, it, it makes sense. It's, it's, it's there. You have a, you have a wide open TV window and Fox is going to take and advantage of especially that. Especially like you can no longer say whether, well, you know, they're students cause they're about to become paid employees, play that shit six days a week, prime time. Six days a week, boom. Minimum five games a night. Minimum. Uh, the college experience has to be yeah. all, all year round, three hundred sixty-five yeah. days a year. Year round. D. Bettis says I'm a Big Ten specialist. Those new West Coast teams get 10 p.m. games every Friday or Saturday. Nothing beats Penn State or Ohio State primetime games. Yeah, you can still keep the biggest. Look, if TV execs are in charge, they're probably going to keep the Ohio State Penn State games at like primetime. I'm talking about Northwestern Illinois can be a Thursday night, four o'clock game on the, on the West seven o'clock on the East prime time. We're all watching it. More eyes would, would, would happen on that than on Saturday. So true. Well, what was the game we were talking about last week? Illinois and who it was uh Penn state, Illinois, right? Yeah. But it was a good game. No, it's at Illinois, which is like, that's even more of a reason to put it on a weekday. If it was, if it was a whiteout, then you uh, maybe could do it on uh it's not a dome. <laughs> yeah. But still, I'm just saying like the Illinois, f- I feel like Illinois have, out of all the big 10 schools, I feel like plays some of the more uh, weekday spots. Everyone knows our stance on this. We don't have to beat this dead horse any, yeah. any further, any further. Well, let's beat this dead horse because the sec is reportedly considering steep penalties. Uh, Cause apparently they had told people like there's a fine uh, uh, told told other SEC schools for for pe- fans storming the field, and they still did. They had no problem paying the fine. So now they're talking about the loss of future home games if fans storm the field. Hey, Greg Why? Sankey, fuck you. That is college football. All right, <laughs> that's a problem. That is college football. You got to keep the little guys down. They're the only ones that are going to be storming the field. So you disincentivize a big moment for them. The yeah. power players. You're gonna get rid of your. Home. How about you store? How about if 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 all 14 SEC schools or 16, whatever year we're talking, they should all storm the field. What are you gonna do? You're gonna where are you gonna play your fucking games? Madison Square Garden? Huh, Sankey? They might huh? have to go on the road in the nine conference site at that point, which they <laughs> oh, absolutely man. don't want to do. Oh man, I I mean, is that ridiculous? What's going on in this country? What's going on? Every, each week, I feel like I'm getting outraged. I'm like that is why that's your selling point. That's why I want right. to watch college Dude, football. Tennessee yeah. storming the field after beating yes, Alabama last taking year, taking the goalpost to the, the Tennessee River of the whole is year. One of the greatest <laughs> things about college football. How, let, have, the, let the 19 year olds get hammered and run on the field. Come on. Have we lost our fucking mind? I don't understand how each <laughs> week I'm arguing that these things that. 
are, have been the main attraction of the whole sport. <laughs> Don't get me started. I, and, uh, I, you, I, that, I see a blood vessel on the side of Colby's head. That's yes. Yes. A Hold on, Hold on. This makes me think of this and shout out to Henry. Shout out to Henry. Uh, a, a fan that sent me this message, by the way, Colby, dude, I love the shows. You, you may seem like a man yelling at clouds to the TMZ casual fans, but you're dead on regarding your takes on college football and where things are headed. And it represents a bigger problem in society in general. Suits are making oh, the game so go. corporate and hollow. Now it has no feel everything cool and unique in society from the triple option to good pizza places are being torn down and, and being replaced with arena football rules and Amazon warehouses. It reminds <laughs> me of the last season of the Sopranos and it is enough to uh, make a fucking man go crazy. All right. Uh, <laughs> I like this guy. I like keep, this guy. <laughs> keep fighting the good fight against domes, CTE disinformation, artificial rivalries created by TV execs and the pussification of football. People don't care enough to notice and, and are going to look back, look around one day and wonder what happened to the game we all loved, right? Already, Good already luck there. with everything. And I love listening to the show. Hey, fucking man, he gets it. That's a fucking American. He gets it. I need to copy and paste that and put that as our bio. All right. He gets it, baby. Let's go. He phrased it better than you ever could. I, yeah, I, I can't phrase anything good. But uh, yeah, shout out to him. He gets it. That's Kobe's a cunning linguist, not a cunning linguist. Come on. <laughs> uh, amen. Uh, look, uh, okay, let's talk about a couple more things. DJU, did you see his statements regarding Clemson? It did. Yeah, he said, uh, I didn't want to do what I was doing at Clemson. Uh, I didn't really like any scheme that they did scheme wise, and uh, what, what we were doing was super basic. And it didn't help me out as a quarterback. I had so I had to go somewhere that would play into my strengths, right? But he called out. There was a big article that on CBS Sports, but he called out a bunch of uh, the and look, they fired Brandon Streeter. So in a way, he's kind of right. Yeah, was it specifically Streeter or did uh, my boy at uh, UVA Tony Elliott or he might have been there for a Jeff Scott year too? I'm not sure. Uh, no, I don't think so. If so, one year. But uh, no, I mean, he didn't. He didn't really name what. People, yeah. but he just said Clemson. So that's you know. Well, they've been pretty mediocre and uh, I guess uh, vanilla offensively for a couple of years now. So, but they did have the top two picks in the draft uh, like five years before. But at the same um, time, I mean, like he doesn't sound like he's taking any responsibility for yeah. his own poor play. True, true. And, you know, I, I, hey, maybe I'm just a, you know take the high road, don't burn any bridges type guy. But did he, he really have to come down on them? Like, like you know, look, especially like. Let's see how you do in Corvallis first. You True. Know? So and, I don't and, know. I well, don't that, like that, that gets me to my next question. Who's going to get more wins this season? You think Oregon state or Clemson? <laughs> that would take a schedule uh, dive. Well, I think last year, how many games did Clemson win last year? 10 or 11 It was double digits because Oregon state won 11, right? And they won the bowl game, right? Uh, or 10. I, I mean, that'd be an interesting bet. I, uh, I'm sure you can't find it anywhere, but it'd be an interesting yeah. bet because people would just assume Clemson right off the bat, and it probably will be Clemson, but it might be closer than you think. Clemson was 11 and three with a loss in the bowl game, so 11 and two in the regular season sash conference championship game. Pretty yeah. damn good season. Uh, what was uh, Oregon State? They were a 10 or 11. I don't know if they won. So who did they lose to? They lost to Utah and USC. I think they beat everybody else, right? No, Washington. Oh, they got robbed in that Washington game too. What did they? So uh, they probably went ten and three or 10 eleven and three. And three. Yeah, and three. yeah. 
they, they won, won the their, bowl game. They stomped Florida 30 to three yeah. in the bowl game. Nice Beaver beat Oregon on the last <laughs> game of the year. They're a good team. That's a good question. 11 and three, 10 and three. Uh, well, especially what, now that they get a quarterback, they, they get, did that without a quarterback last year. That's true. What yeah. kind of odds would it take you to bet Oregon state? Like plus plus one fifty? Well, I think the Pac-12 is a lot harder than the ACC this year. Well, you got to take all that into consideration. Yeah. Plus two hundred, but they're getting rid of the the coastal and the Atlantic. I don't know if that's easier. Is that easier for Clemson? I think it's all a <laughs> shit show. I think it's, uh, it's definitely easier for the. Well, yeah, I think so. Probably it's, it's harder for the teams in the coastal. True, but yeah. I also think it's kind of whatever your team, whatever teams you draw. I think right? they get yeah. Florida State yeah. as a protected rival either way, so that's the only game that this year would be considered hard. So it really doesn't make a difference. Is it Louisville or is yeah. it Virginia that you're playing? Who gives a fuck? You're All right, so, right. So the Colorado Buffaloes had their spring game in the snow. It was fucking awesome. They packed the place. Forty six or forty seven thousand people showed up, but fifteen players have hit the portal. They also had a four star decommit. Everyone's hitting the panic button. Look, they lost one of their. Uh, they had a receiver have 158 yards in the uh, spring game uh, and two touchdowns. He also had the game-winning touchdown against Cal last year. And I'm talking about Montana, Montana, L- Lamonius Craig, right? Uh, he hit the portal. People are overreacting, but uh, well, uh, you, did you just rattle off his spring game uh, stats? Yeah. Or what? Uh, 158 well, yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Oh, but, Why? But, but you got to remember, Jimmy Horn was not playing. So yeah. they're big time gets a couple of their big Doesn't time. Portal. <laughs> what do like, you mean? I mean, if that's your spring game output and there's one other dude that's stepping in, what do you No, you, not one. There's like five, they're five other wide outs. It's like, you know, strike while the iron's hot. You just put that, yeah. that tape yeah. out there and you know, I'm sure he's well, going to get lots of and attention. And I saw Dion so. even, even tweet that he's a great kid and someone, someone should take him. But I actually think that was coming. I think Colorado, yeah. I knew they were like 15 or 20 over the scholarship limit. So I was yeah. like, they're going to be getting now. Maybe they wanted to keep him because he just had 158 yards and two touchdowns, but yeah. everyone else not surprised at all. So can we be yeah. honest about this? If this was a, a coach that we didn't like as much, we would be roasting them for destroying college football with the transfer portal. If this no. was Nixon, no, I, I made this point. So. I made this point on our, on a solo episode, like a week ago. Colorado is the exact example of what happened last year to them. Last year they got rated. They got rated, and everyone look. You see, Christian Gonzalez is a projected top ten pick at corner. He transferred to Oregon, right? Yeah. Makai Blackman, starting uh, corner for USC and arguably their best defensive player a year ago. Jarek Broussard started some games at running back for Michigan State. One of our offensive linemen started at uh, oh, Duke, Duke's uh, nine win uh, nine win team. Uh, one of our uh, Jerry Rice's son started at USC. Yeah. He had like 250 yards in the in the Cotton Bowl, right? Uh, our other wide receiver, Walter Stanley's son, former Tecmo Bowl player, uh, he started at <laughs> Iowa State. He started at Iowa State. Gotta we put a, that nugget. We in had there. another <laughs> offensive lineman at Arkansas, right? My point is, is Colorado learned. If if, p- if people are mad at Colorado, then I say fuck you. They yeah. got they they could not accept uh, transfers a year ago, yeah. right? And every team, USC, every big time team came in there and just stole all their players. Yeah. So if they sit there and take it. And you're yeah. okay with it, and when they're when, when it's time for them to give it, and uh, you got a problem with it, then Ma- yeah, you're Mark better. Perry, starting safety for TCU, plays in the national championship game. All right, probably I, I, didn't p- 
probably didn't play I, good I, in the I, national championship. I think the term is don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> there <laughs> you could, go. If I could talk mighty hey, white to me what? over here. <laughs> okay. Don't hate Colorado. <laughs> Dude, that's college football nowadays. It is college football. And I think primetime has somehow managed to straddle the line of like essentially uh used car salesman, you know, but still be likable. You know, he's he, I don't know what it is. I think I know what it is. He was at Jackson State and took over a one and eleven Colorado team. Because I don't know if I would have if he just would have went like straight yeah. into Florida State or something, I, I think it'd be but, much more hateable. But beyond that, there's a little human touch there that like, you know, mixed with his uh being a complete like loudmouth, which he still is, you know, there's there's heart. I, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't want to sit here and get cheesy, but prime time part of me likes him. Part of me thinks his whole <laughs> shtick is is acceptable just because behind it all there's some heart. Amen. Amen. Let's go. go. How about my East Carolina Pirates by the way? We got a 5 million dollar NIL donation. <laughs> oh, yeah, surprisingly it didn't come from me. You know what I mean? <laughs> just uh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it, all right? Uh all right, let's get into this. Let's get into this draft stuff. But before we do, I want to tell you folks out there that the college football experience is brought to you by underdog fantasy. Yes. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here. And what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at underdog fantasy besides the daily NHL MLB and NBA games. They've already got NFL best ball drafts with a ha- with a guaranteed half million dollars in prizes up for grabs. They got USFL. They got XFL head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code S G P N. All right. And uh, Patty C, you are on the clock. We are week four. Folks, remember that we have week zero, week one, week two, and week three all out there. Go listen to them as we draft the top 30 games that we want to see for each and every week of the college football season. Uh, Patty C. Where are you going for old number one? Well, look, I just want to point out that Colby is doing his level best here to 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 make this show marketable to the masses against his his college football hipster nature. He's got the game that probably should be up there posted on the screen here. That between obviously one of the two teams. Uh, last week he had the other team on the screen because he uh, had to I, make I it up, weeks mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, either way, Ohio State obviously traveling to South Bend in a rematch of what was actually a pretty damn good game for most of the game last week yeah. and last year or last last year. Last year. Um, and and look, these teams are in different places now. Sam Hartman came along. He he looked uh, you know a little rough at the Hartman beginning. Hartman for Heisman. Hartman for Heisman. There you go. Looked a little rough apparently through the first few practices, but uh, you know really lit it up in the uh, the later practices spring game. I think they had their spring game. I, yeah, I think he had three touchdowns in the spring game, two passing, one rushing. Looking good for Hartman. Meanwhile, Ohio State still has that question to answer at the quarterback position. This is early enough in the season where Ohio State might still be working out the kinks on that. Um, not to mention the game being in South Bend. You have uh, Marcus Freeman playing Freeman. for Ohio State. Is Laronitis yeah. still at uh, Notre Dame? I forget what the. Uh, I think he may have left. I know he was there, but um, in any event, obviously uh, Freeman. You know, Fre- Freeman. For all we know, could be the next coach at Ohio State if uh, Ryan Day doesn't get it done again. And this could be one of the games that really puts. Ryan Day on the hot seat because a loss to Michigan, right, and a, and a loss to Notre Dame, a, a two loss season here, 
Are we entering John Cooper territory? Deep Bettis is in the chat. Watch out. I don't um, think so. I think uh, Ryan Day has gotten the short end of the stick many times in a row now. Eventually, people are going to come around. I think it's tough to be the guy after the guy. Urban Meyer obviously being the guy. Um, but Ryan Day, you for a long time have said that you don't think he's got the greatest chops. Are you starting to come around on Ryan day? No, I'm not. And uh, I mean, I don't it think it should be darn close to playing in a national championship last year, darn close yeah. to winning the national championship. If he hits the field goal, or if they don't choke at the end, they probably whip TCU's ass okay. based on the well, Oregon. Well, or if we're, if we're going to do what ifs, well, if Caleb Williams doesn't get injured, remember they're up 17, three in the PAC 12 championship, then USC's playing and Ohio state's in the independence bowl. Sure. All right. The fact is, what did they lose? Uh, one regular season game, and yeah. uh, they were up at halftime in that game, and then they were beating the national championship champion. Were, were they up at halftime? Fifty nine minutes of that game. Yeah, I think they were up. Yeah, twenty to seventeen, something thereabouts. Huh. Um, so look, Ohio State, and clearly, clearly, a pretty damn good team every single year. Ryan Day, what? I uh, mean, against Clemson. Yeah. Now, would they have gotten worked by LSU in that national championship? Probably, but I thought they were the better. They team. did get robbed against. They Clemson went in the to playoffs. the national yeah. championship against Alabama under. Oh no, in a pandemic when they didn't deserve to be there, admittedly. But look, you can't really take that away from Day. He's prepared his team well. They're pretty damn good. But he does need to get over the hump at some point. And they got to go to Michigan this year. Ooh, to South Bend can't and wait. to Michigan, Ohio State. Can't you got wait. your work cut out for you. This is the game of the week. Fuck you. Fuck you. Actually, there's some other good ones, so it's debatable. It is debatable. I will debate it. Nick, what do you make of uh, Ohio State at Notre Dame? I did have that number one. Part of it is like the TMZ angle, but still, I mean, these teams combined for 20 wins last year. The game last year, it was kind of close, but it was it was dull. It was boring all the way throughout. I felt like Notre Dame never really had a chance, even though it was close. Yeah, you're just uh, waiting on Ohio State to turn it on. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, Ohio State never really turned it on, but they didn't need to because because <laughs> the Irish only scored ten points <laughs> against a pretty bad defense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this year it it is at Notre Dame, and it is year two, and there is Sam Hartman and everything you just mentioned. So it should be a fun one, and and I'm hoping it's closure. I'm hoping it's more entertaining. I I There's will a good say. Chance it will be. I will say, like, I forget sometimes about the Marcus Freeman connection to Ohio State, and that makes it more a little more appealing than what it normally would would. Because I mean, I I look at Notre Dame and I see this is a six and six team, seven and five team. Oh, I think um, you're gonna be surprised at the end of this year. I think they're gonna really? have a decent year. The schedule isn't that challenging. As a matter of fact, I almost guarantee you they'll be four and zero coming into this game. They do have the road trip to NC State, but other than that, prior to this uh, game, they have doesn't NC State have a winning record against them? True. True. Got him. Um, Navy, Tennessee state, central Michigan. Uh, so you ready for the losses? You ready for the losses? Yeah. Uh, NC state, Ohio state, Duke, Louisville, Clemson, probably Pitt, so, Pitt might too. You, you got them seven five games. I just don't think they're very good. I'll bet you a shot mm. for every loss. You predict them that you're that they hit the over. If what, you go what, what convinces you from last year? I just think they're a talented team. I think, should, like, I think year two under a new coach is going but he to loses Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese is not a good offensive coordinator. Well, Nick Saban just hired him. You said he's the greatest coach since goddamn Bear Bryant. What right? convinces yeah. you they'll lose to NC State, Duke, and Louisville? All three they're, of them. Well, I just think they're not that good. I mean, they lost to to a lot of teams. 
let's be honest. Go back and look at last year's last year's schedule. You know, I thought they got a favorable call to beat Cal. Um, I thought, uh, well, they, they, they did beat BYU and I feel like that was fair. Like they were the better team. Look seven and five is the absolute, absolute floor for this team. Really? Yeah. I don't think so. Like I, I just <laughs> think this is a subpar team. And oh, man, guys, we got a couple of Tennessee guys in the chat. GBO Farms, he's in there. Alec Cooley's in here. Oh man, yeah. this, is a this is a Tennessee takeover. There oh, we shit. go. How do they feel about Notre Dame? That's what I, I want. I mean, honestly, look. I mean, I think this year's schedule is actually a lot harder than than last year's. I think they, they had Clemson in South Bend. They have to go to Clemson. Look, look. Al at, Golden year two as a coordinator. Look, but look at the 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 road games they have to do. Oh, NC State won how many games last year? Nine was it? Let me double check. Right, that. it was eight. Okay. NC State was make a lot of sense. Eight and five. Okay, they they got to go to <laughs> NC State though. Right? Total dig. Yeah, uh, they got to go. Of course, two, that was more than ECU. Okay, they got they got to go to Duke. Right, Duke won nine games last year. Almost went undefeated when you look at it. Uh, Louisville won eight games. I'm high on Louisville. I have them playing in the ACC championship. I'll let you know that. Uh, then they have to go to Clemson. And I even think like the other games of bringing in Wake, Pitt, and USC. I think it's a much harder schedule. Well, I think it's a Notre much harder Dame schedule. Notre Dame started than last year. pretty damn slow last year. I know that Marcus Freeman had the bowl game the year before to like you know be a an incoming coach, but really these were his first few games, uh, and he did lose his starting quarterback. So assuming, especially with Buckner as a backup, now they have some depth and some talent at quarterback. I don't think they're losing to the likes of a Marshall. I don't think they're getting challenged by the likes of a Cal. Did uh, they lose to Marshall? They did year? lose to Marshall. That's what and I'm Stanford. Stanford only had one win okay, or two I wins. Yeah, I, I got. That. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, I, I guarantee you, ninety percent chance. I can't guarantee you ninety percent chance they're coming into this game four and zero, which we know the AP Notre Dame will be number one with uh, unanimous, right? And Ohio State will certainly be three and zero coming into this game. With their previous games being sorry, Indiana, like it, Youngstown State, and Western Kentucky, this is going to be a top ten matchup. Fuck you, fuck you. Even though you agree with me, Nick, I just like saying that. I think NC State. <laughs> I, I actually think like right now, NC State's a better football team than Notre Dame. It's kind of like like one yeah. fuck you is like a beer. It, it feels so much better when you follow one fuck you with another. Yeah, fuck that's you. right. Yeah. You know, it's just like you can't just have one beer. You got to get on a roll here. Half baked. Remember the that's fuck right. you, fuck you. I'm out. Um, uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, let's, let's get, keep it rolling. Let's get done with this nonsense. Uh, you know, this nonsense thing. I'm going to take you to a game that I think is better um, or at least I'm more excited to watch it. All right. You can't win. Um, whenever I find the NFL draft theme here, which is somewhere in, in just a, a large amount there are some of fun games this week. I like this. Here we week. go. Taking you to good old Salt Lake City. Uh look, <laughs> this game, I don't know why the Pac-12 is doing all these favors for USC and UCLA when they're they sent them a strong fuck you, right? But having USC play in Boulder on like September 30th or something when it's not cold and having US or UCLA play in Salt Lake City in September yeah, what are you doing, guys? Are you just trying to get all the money you can of, from these schools before they leave? Because you're really helping them out. UCLA has Dante Moore, a five-star uh, that is the highest-rated like offensive player UCLA's had in a very long time, uh, and, and Colin Schley, uh, who, 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 and and still they have Garbers. 
Now they head to Salt Lake City. Utah is the reigning Pac-12 champ, two-time champ actually. Um, it's been, when is the last time UCLA and USC has won a Pac-12? Mm. <laughs> has it been that long? It was long Oregon. For USC? Uh, I don't have it. It was Sam Darnold probably what eighteen? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean when they beat uh, when they beat um, they Stanford or Oregon, Penn State in the uh, Rose yeah. Bowl. So that was one. this was your number one overall game, Colby. It's it been since 2017 that you 17. USC won it, <laughs> and prior to that, it was since 2008. So one, because we know UCLA hasn't won one. So well, we've had one. Yeah, the Big Ten, you're getting one champion, one In conference the last champion. Years, <laughs> get the fucking fuck out idiots. of here. No, this is my favorite game because I just of the I, whole week. Yeah, UCLA at Utah, really. Yes. But didn't both teams win over ten games last year? UCLA was probably a lot better than most people remember. Utah yeah. did win the Pac-12 again, and, and I like the fact at least it's at Rice Eccles. If it was in the Rose Bowl, it'd probably drop like five spots. <laughs> but it's well, in but, Rice Eccles. Well, the, so there's there's a problem with that because well, UCLA has been awful at Rice Eccles. True. The last three games at Utah, the scores were 44-24, 49-3, and 48-17. Well, I think that's yes, what Colby but, likes but, about it. No, no, no. <laughs> what, did he want to see UCLA get pummeled? Yeah, but those weren't in <laughs> September, buddy. This is my point. My point is the Pac-12 is helping them out because normally UCLA's got to go up there when it's all cold as shit, and they're like, "Oh, here's a September match for you where it's nice and hot still." Um, is this the first Pac-10 game on the or Pac-12 game on the slate for uh, UCLA, both of these teams? Yeah, yeah, I think both. Yeah, Pac-12 opener. Yeah, it's it is generous to give UCLA being very generous. Yeah, I'd rather watch this game. I don't like. You I'm know. surprised this this did not make my top five. Hey, do you guys want to wager on this? I bet you UCLA and Utah have a better record than Notre Dame. Mm. Both I of bet them? Utah yep. does. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I don't know UCLA. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think they'll be about the same. I think they'll be about. Didn't the same. UCLA have a better record last year? I think they're both like eight and a half wins. Uh, should be the number. ETR's gone. Sharpenay's gone. Buddy, they, got, they got Lexington Steel. <laughs> oh, there you go. Say no yeah. more. I think I might go undefeated. Uh, yeah, give me UCLA at Utah. So uh, I'm, I'm surprised. Where I, I'm curious then, where the hell you seem like you were shocked. Well, it's got a, it does have a. This is uh, UCLA's last year in the Pac-12. Yeah. That is a good angle. Fuck you out the door. You know. That's why they should have made it like November fifteenth to one of their yeah. newest additions too. It's like we already brought someone in who's more important than you. Yeah. Out the door. UCLA has been fucking relevant since Billy Kilmer. All right. <laughs> uh, where, where you go? What, what, what game do you have higher rated than this, buddy? All right, I'm gonna play this one because I want to see Coley's reaction. I'll take you to the ACC, Florida State, Clemson. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> wait, you, wait, 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 wait. Right, this well, is hey. the book reading game. You want to talk about blowouts? You want to talk about blowouts? This not was the, the last, not the last two hey, years. Hey, this was the one where the fucking Florida State fans read the Tom Clancy novel in the fucking third quarter. All right. All I know is that we have a combined twenty-one wins from a season ago. Yes, Clemson has won seven in a row in the series. <laughs> And there I was mean, a on, seven in a row, but, <laughs> but two years ago, it was 30 to 20. Last year it was 34, 28 Florida state is kind of notching upward. Meanwhile, Clemson might be trending downward. And this is a game that tells me is Florida state and the hype for real or not. This is, this is a clip ACC propaganda. If he, if he had the, uh, which clip and a little George, uh, I hear there's rumors on the, uh, Internets <laughs> close. 
<laughs> Same guy. Easy to see a tide. I know the human being <laughs> and fish can coexist peacefully. <laughs> you know, half of his board is George W. Yeah, Cliff. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Got to narrow it down buddy, a little bit. Buddy, hold on. How about this? Every game since 2013 that they've played in Clemson, South Carolina has been a double digit loss. 30 to 20 two years ago was a close game. That's still a double digit loss, buddy. I, I know. Yes. Correct. Yeah, I don't that know if you've seen this, point. but this is probably Florida state's highest preseason ranking since I'm guessing the year after their national championship. I mean that 59 to 10, that 59 to 10 stinger a few years back. Uh, <laughs> Who's running the 40, QB spot? At, I mean, uh, look at this 45, 14, 59, 10. This guy talking about U- UCLA, Utah blowouts. I'll put it right back on you, buddy. That's a good point. All right. <laughs> Last point. two years, I like I mentioned, I mentioned there were some blowouts, but you got to look at trajectory, buddy. Okay. Don't look at that rear view mirror. Look through the windshield. <laughs> All right. We yeah, might have a game and, I, and I am looking at that win. Should I say UCLA is going to the Big Ten? They're going to have endless money. The, this, <laughs> these poor peasants in the ACC are not going to have any future. All right, they're going to have uh, friggin' guys like you playing playing ball for them in three years. Well, Florida State is a turnkey program. What do you mean guys like you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unathletic, tall drinks of water. All right. <laughs> Hey, you're talking to the yeah. former Hernan basketball league MVP here. I know, right? Give a little respect. You gotta, you gotta have an ounce of athleticism to take, to, to take that kind of hardware home. Okay? <laughs> an ounce being the operative word. Uh, uh, look, this game's good. It was in my top five. I'm not going to bullshit you, but at the same time, you know, the ACC is about as interesting as my asshole, Pat. All right. Um, don't it's ask just, me about I, that. I don't get super excited about the ACC. That's the reality. So Nick uh, GBO farm says Nick taking kickbacks from the ACC. That's what he does. He tries to smear this propaganda. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to prop him up. Um, and, and sure. We'll see. Let we'll me see tell here. you what What's I that? think, uh, you know, I, I, I think your, your hatred of Jimbo Fisher. Now granted the ACC was down, but the ACC is pretty damn down right now with the exception of Clemson. If Clemson doesn't get it figured out, the ACC is going to be as down as it was when Florida state was last dominant. Meanwhile, they're ascending up the rankings and who's a better coach, Jimbo Fisher or Mike Norvell. Do we know that yet? Yeah. Jimbo Fisher, Jimbo Fisher. You're going to give it <laughs> no, to no, I don't know. That's I, the I, first I, time I've ever heard yeah. Colby uh, favor Jimbo Fisher. No, I can't take Jimbo Fisher there, but he brought in Bobby Petrino and you know, Bobby Petrino <laughs> is a man after my heart. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. He, he might be better at a uh, and M because of that addition, but saying. I don't think he's a better Colby coach. loves a man in a neck brace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? That, that very true. Look, I got my future on the, on Texas a and M to win the natty. All right. The minute they went and brought road rash face in, I said, I, I want, I'm buying in baby. Let's go. All right. Have the volleyball team practice right next to the football team. Let's do it. Well, you know, there's a, there's probably some truth to that because Jimbo Fisher supposedly running an ancient offense. Bobby Petrino never had a trouble oh, generating. Never, never had a trouble doing anything. All yeah. right. <laughs> it's true. All right. I would say Florida state. They have potential. Turnkey program. You don't sleep on it too hard, Colb. He's been saying that about Miami for twenty years. <laughs> Touche. Right. Touche. Um Patty C it jumps back to you. You know, I'm taking us way down the list of what most people uh would probably have as the number four game for the week. But it has personal meaning to me, and I think it has some potential here. And I think both teams will be undefeated. Granted, we're only you know four weeks in the season, but 
We're going to Nippert. Wow. We are going to Cincinnati, Talk Ohio. Of, this guy's all over the place. Where here. the Oklahoma <laughs> Sooners will be traveling. And talk about another chance for uh, a conference to say, fuck you, supposed big boy on your way out the door. We just brought in someone who's already better than you. Big 12 doing them a favor again, though. This could be really cold if it was two months from now. True. True. You you should put this game November 17. What's going on? There's a conspiracy. All right. Come (laughs) on. Uh, Oklahoma at Cincinnati, NC Nick. What do you make of this one? I think it's an interesting game. I think it's played a little too soon. Again, there's there's better games in front of this. I had it top ten, not top five. So this again, is a, personal this, reasons here. True, true. Yeah. So this is the fourth game that we have, and we haven't mentioned an SEC team yet. I'll be honest. Well, Oklahoma is an SEC team in my eyes. Um, well, <laughs> well, the Oklahoma would. This is almost like the Houston at Texas angle. Texas. I'm sorry, Texas at Houston angle. Texas would never ever play at Houston, just like Oklahoma would never ever play at Cincinnati. So I do well, enjoy. Actually, actually, they played a uh, a home and home in uh, 2008 and 2010. Really, Oklahoma o- and Cincinnati. Oklahoma lost at Nippert 31-29. <laughs> Why do I not remember that? Well, I'm sorry, Oklahoma won at Nippert 31-29. Ah, oh, did they sweep them then? I take it. Yeah, it had to be a sweep then. Okay, they did. You well, I was in them. Oklahoma's heyday. When was yeah. that? Brian Kelly? Oh, I did not remember that. Yeah. Then again, I might have been totally fucking cherry around the time. Uh, Brian Kelly. Yeah, um, interesting. I just, I'm pretty shocked. I, I was not aware of that. I mean, uh, prior to what the uh, loss against uh, Tulane at Nippert last year, the win streak at Nippert was in the mid 30s. So it's not an easy place to play, even though it's not a huge stadium. And I think Cincinnati is going to be trying to prove something. Oklahoma was six and seven last year. Which you know maybe Cincinnati is going to be six and seven this year. You know one thing I'm wondering here. So I know that game was in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, doesn't necessarily mean it was at Nippert. That's what I was about to say. I Might bet you was at the Bengals Stadium. I bet you was at the Bengals Stadium. You know I don't have I don't have that information in front of me. I don't know uh, which one it was. I'm going to look this up. It was in 2010. It was Stoops versus Butch Jones. Oh, that was the problem for Cincinnati. You want to talk about? I mean, Cincinnati <laughs> prior to that. Right. Prior, I didn't hear what was that? Put that was the yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they had a number of problems. But I lost in, by two. It was a close game. Yeah, not that big of a problem. Uh, but uh Tupperville was a bit of a problem too there. Yeah. They they got it figured out. But Cincinnati, I think it was Nippert. I think it was Nippert. It wasn't quite the Hornets nest that it is now. Uh they're gonna be hosting Eastern Kentucky, going to Pitt, which will be a great game, and then hosting Miami, Ohio. So they could be three and oh in that. Uh Oklahoma, meanwhile. Will be uh, Arkansas State, SMU, and then at Tulsa. So they'll probably be a three and zero as well. You know, top twenty five game here, and uh, could be a massive win for Scott Satterfield to start his tenure in Cincinnati. Oh, I'll be I'll be rooting. I'll be rooting. Oh, all right, all right. You wanted your SEC play. I think it's time to do the SEC play. I I I know you want me to take Lane against Nick Saban, but I I I just I don't think Ole Miss was really that good last year. I thought they had the one of the easier schedules, and it's in Tuscaloosa. If it was SEC in Oxford, West. if it was in Oxford, I would buy in. I'm not buying that one. You know what I'm taking you? I'm taking you to Road Rash Face Auburn at Texas A&M. I find this game appealing because you have Road Rash Face against 
Hugh strip club freeze. That is a, that is a SEC. This is classic SEC. You know what I mean? You don't get more SEC than Road Rash face against strip club freeze. So I love this matchup. You're not really impressed with either on the field product. You're just uh, the characters. The characters. Yeah, right. the characters are all there. All right, and that's why this is appealing to me. And also, I think it's a game that you know A and M, uh, what the top recruiting class in the nation two years ago. Are they for real with Bobby Petrino? Because Have they grown up a little. I think Strip Club Freeze is going to be ahead of schedule like he normally is. So take me to College Station, Auburn at Texas A and M. Nick, I know you're going to shit on it. Talk to me. Five and seven versus five and seven. Yeah, but uh, okay. But look, last year, uh, you know, TCU was five and seven. The year before, they played for the national championship. Boom! Bring it on, buddy. Let's go. All right. Look, I understand if you don't want to play Ole Miss. Actually, I don't understand because Ole Miss Alabama is very similar to to UCLA at Utah because the road team has has had no luck at the home team in that matchup. That's true. not entirely true. I, I feel like uh, Strip Club well, Freeze got him once. Ole Miss yeah. got him, yeah, in uh, in Alabama. Well, Strip Club five, Freeze. Six years that's ago. why I'm playing Strip Club Freeze. All right, and I don't really consider that a rivalry, you know, like or, or UCLA Utah to tell you to tell you the truth. I, I but thought for sure you were going to Arkansas at, at LSU rather than Auburn A and M. Well, I think Arkansas at LSU had they not lost so many pieces, I think LSU might whoop their ass. So. I think Auburn A and M has a better chance to be a better game, and then when you add in the personalities, this is as SEC as it gets. This was a lot further down on, on my list. Not gonna Dude, lie, no matter who you match up in the SEC West, it's fucking awesome. The I'm fact not, that you were just rattling off. I, every I honestly team. find Ole Miss Alabama kind of boring. A little more so in than Tuscaloosa, the other it has been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I'm going all in on College Station, Patty. See what do you make of Auburn, Texas A&M. Don't forget, Steve Adazio's on the staff. When you talk about the staffs here, absolutely <laughs> fucking that, amazing. Well, that just piqued my interest. Steve Adazio's on the staff. Yeah, I gotta watch now. Yeah. He won Natties at Florida, buddy. He won Natties at Florida. And you were, have been Steve Adazio's harshest critic. Yes, that's the point, though. <laughs> just shitty coaches. Why do you think A&M only won five games last year? <laughs> Wait, he's on the uh, A and M staff. Yeah. I haven't been following Adazio's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's your loss, buddy. Coordinator, position coach. You know uh, he eats ass. Um, <laughs> he definitely eats ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Do I love this game? Super fun. And both of these teams, no matter how much you hate them, the talent they have, they'll show up in games. I mean, I, I'm gonna make the Auburn case. almost beat Alabama a couple years ago. This is the most SEC game the entire season because of the characters. <laughs> no one's owning the SEC more right now. Look at Texas A&M spending and you're their have ass hundred five thousand people yes. going ape shit in the crowd. This is the most SEC game that occurs on the fucking schedule. All right, because <laughs> they look both programs proven to scumbag it up. Yeah. All right, you're and right. they'll just throw as much money. Right. They'll 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 create scandals to to fire Brian Harson. Hey, cheating on his wife? No, he's not. <laughs> it's right? funny because. Uh, A&M's only been in the SEC for like ten years, but, but they the shoe fits, a, yeah, man. The shoe fits. So SEC. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway, Nick. All right. I like this game. Maybe it'll be a noon kickoff if all goes well. Iowa <laughs> at Penn State. <laughs> we got <laughs> a nice hilarious. matchup of Big Ten West versus Big Ten East. They don't play very often, but Penn State leads the series seventeen fourteen. Last time they played at State College, Iowa won by 21. Wow. In, in 2020, they put up f- over 40 points. 
That's like that's like five Iowa games usually. <laughs> uh, but like, but we got a, a contender in the in the Big Ten West versus a Penn State team that seems to be everybody's favorite dark horse of the year. So I think this is gonna be a fun game. Iowa, I feel like Iowa just kind of fucks with them, right? Yeah, I feel like just what, the, the no, style 17 of play. to 14 in Penn State's favor all time. How yeah. many of those games have been in the last 20 years or since 2000? Do you have that pulled up? No, I don't. No, let me let me dive into there. But <laughs> either way, uh, I, I would agree with you. And look, Iowa is able to fuck at least in uh, and not Ames, um, Iowa City oh, is, yeah. is they can able beat anybody. Yeah, they can beat Michigan. They can beat Ohio. Yeah. They can fucking trash I, Ohio I, State. I still stay. Uh, you know, people were giving me shit when they said. Uh, Georgia, Georgia would win against Iowa by 80 in, in, uh, in Iowa city. I still want to see that matchup. All right. I still want to see you come in there. All right. With your 35 year old fucking quarterback. All right. That, uh, that's a great thing to, to, to stake your claim at because you know, it's never going to happen. So you can't lose Yeah. <laughs> well, until the playoff. Well, until and, the and playoff. Why, why would there it never happen? Because they got no guts. All right. <laughs> they got no fucking guts. You know, it's, it's it's because Georgia hates sick kids. Is what it, that's what it is. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that rumor. All right, uh, <laughs> dude. They have played uh, in uh, or they've played this game since two thousand. It looks like one, two, three, like mm, eighteen times, and I think uh, or maybe nineteen, nineteen times, and I was one eleven. I was one eleven of the last nineteen since two thousand. Why do they play this this much? Are they cross division rivals? All right, they play a lot for teams. Look, GBO Farm says Iowa wouldn't get a first down against that Georgia D, which is true. But luckily, Iowa has the best punter in the nation. All <laughs> and right, they have a couple and, of pick sixes. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> and, and Stetson Bennett. Stet, I was watching the Ohio State game again today. Georgia Ohio State earlier today. Uh, Stetson Bennett, even though he played really good down the stretch, first half he looked like ass. All right, and Ohio State's defense terrible. TCU's defense not great. Iowa's defense—they got guys that are going to be called on the when Thursday the NFL draft comes. They're going to be able to shut down that little cha 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 offense with all those fucking tight ends. All right, look who who really knows about tight ends? Kirk Ferentz. I know Georgia <laughs> and Kirby Smart have found ways to, to to make the tight end incredible down there in Athens. But you come into Iowa City with a mecca of tight ends. Don't play that yeah. game. <laughs> Don't play that game. Now, granted, it's in State College, right? No, I, I'm saying Georgia. Hypothetical okay. Georgia oh, at yeah. Iowa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Georgia's going to have to rethink yeah. the ranks at, at that point. Uh, I want to say this. Uh, I do think Iowa. You know, I don't think Penn State has the straight burners to to to. I mean, Ohio State plays. It seems like on pretty short grass. I don't know if I'm speaking out of my ass here, but they they seem to be a lot faster against the likes of Iowa at home than they are on the road, and and they typically get the better of them. I don't know that that's the case for Penn State. I think I think the talent wise, Penn State's not going to blow them off the board. I think this is going to be a dogfight. Yeah, I'm excited to watch this too. Look, you know, I was my favorite team in the nation, so I I uh, I know you guys are buying into this, you know, five million dollars to ECU, which you know I love, and uh, the the primetime effect in Boulder. But you know, I love the Iowa schools. Uh, as long right. as you're not Northern Iowa, I love the Iowa schools. All right. And, and GBO Farm says Iowa is white tight end. You, they might be a dying breed. Uh, what's the complexion of Georgia's tight end? <laughs> it's true. It's fair. <laughs> Brock Bowers at a at a Napa Valley. Although He's I feel like Georgia gets yeah. some some brothers at tight end yeah. too that can ball. Yeah, yeah. Georgia, but if Brock yeah. Bowers was was on Iowa, he he'd be catching you know 
four hundred yards a year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he'd be he'd he'd have like at least thirty five yards receiving a game. All right, and that that's lightening up. He'd Spencer Petrus, ninety five percent of the targets in that offense. Look, There's Spencer no- versus Stetson. We should have seen this matchup. Spencer versus Stetson. This is like meant to be terrible. Here. Why are quarterbacks like? Who is naming these quarterbacks? <laughs> God, stop, Gunner. Well, yeah. What was uh, Ohio's or uh, Georgia's quarterback room? Is Gunner? Oh, yeah. Geez. Like uh, Tanner. No, 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 no. What's the Carson? Carson Gunner? Beck. Uh, Gunner, and then who's the third one? So it's, it's just as bad. It's just as bad as the other. Yeah. Ones. Brock. Uh, Brock. Brock Vandergrift. Yeah. <laughs> God, stop. <laughs> Uh, look, all right, Patty C, you're on the clock. Get this pulled around here. Uh, you know, I think this one's a pretty straightforward play. <laughs> I don't know. We could go SEC West. There's a couple other ones here, but be you, buddy. I am gonna be me, and we're going <laughs> off a, a little bit off the beaten path here. Oh man, this will be much to Colby's pleasure. <laughs> He's playing Maryland, Michigan State, isn't he? <laughs> or maybe to yeah. his chagrin because he he had planned on playing this himself. But we are going to Eugene, Oregon, <laughs> where <laughs> the Buffaloes of Colorado will be traveling to play the Ducks of Oregon. I mean, you gotta love this matchup, right? I mean, this is one where Colorado, who knows what the fuck they're gonna be, but they have Deion Sanders. And Oregon, obviously Bo Nix back at the helm, but they're replacing uh, Kenny Dillingham. How will the Ducks quack? All right, I don't think they're going to quack very well when they take on my Buffaloes. We'll, we'll go up to Otson. This is Dion's first Pac-12 game, by the way. This might be played a little too high. If this was in Boulder, this would probably be a better choice. True. I but. think it's a fun game. I don't know. I mean, I, I I had it top ten, so I think you played it at a pretty good spot here. I think any Colorado game, almost any game this year, you could play top 10. The sheer amount of flash when you have primetime versus Oregon is much CTV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Will Dion wear time. his cowboy hat up to Eugene? That's what I want to know. <laughs> hey, and shout that, out it's to, a good look. Shout out to Pat Forty who was saying, Dion, uh, we need to give Dion some credit for wearing the cowboy hat because he's the first coach to do this since Bum Phillips. All right. But we want to see we want to see this back. All right. So I expect. <laughs> When I see Jimbo coaching against Auburn, I expect him to be wearing a cowboy hat. We can do this. All right? Swaggy, very swaggy. Which Texas like, coach do you think would 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 wear the cowboy hat the best? Holgerson. Well, Charlie Jimbo? Strong when he put on that golden hat. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> it looked really right. fucking good. It did. It did. But uh, I want to say this: the brother in the and we know we Colby just took a picture of a, a guy wearing a, a female cowboy hat. <laughs> At the bar the other <laughs> while we're night. watching the Garcia versus uh, Tank Davis fight, yeah, he's making fun of him. But yeah, uh, it reminded me of a video game character. <laughs> oh yeah, shocking. no one's no one's gonna know that video Look game. Look up He reminded me of like a video game character. But uh, I think I think it's it's super swaggy. Uh, that, that's another reason you gotta love Prime. You know, yeah. he gets in character. Every coach should be have forced to get in character with the location that they're at. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, like Ed Ordron being the guy that was from, perfect. Uh, That's why he needs to go to Louisiana. I'm hoping Des Moreau gets canned from this the year. water boy. You yeah. know, he yeah. was that guy and everyone loved him for it. Everyone should do that. That's why Bobby so, Petrino should have stayed in Las Vegas too. It's a fucking so not really answering your question, Colby, because it's not a Texas coach, but the best coach with a cowboy hat other than Dion Biff Pogey. <laughs> fair, very fair, very fair, but cowboy hat and cut off sleeves. 
Yeah, yeah. It's such a. There's not a lot of like uh, Biff Pogey fits. I feel like there's not a lot of coaches that like back in the day you would have a lot that I feel like would 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 actually would go fit, all in would yeah. fit with the cowboy hat. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right, Patty C. Uh, playing Colorado, Oregon. I love that play. All right, I'm taking you to the Little Apple because. I just find this game weird because I haven't seen this before. <laughs> UCF at K State. Um, I almost wanted to play another Big Twelve game over this, but I think I, you should have. But I'm intrigued by this because it's never happened. <laughs> you know, like I don't. It just doesn't. Uh, it's just weird. <laughs> they played in 2010 in Manhattan. Georgia Leary versus Bill Snyder. Kansas State won 17-13. I re- I think I do remember that. Um, that was the only time these two teams ever, ever played each other. Almost never happened. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, well, it's just and now this is a yearly thing. Two passionate fan bases. Uh, you know, I love K State guys. All right, we mentioned Iowa. I also happen to love anything really in the cornfields. All right, <laughs> uh, Kansas State. I love their program. I love what they're about. Gus Malzahn, he's always wild, you know, like he'll he's he's always unpredictable as far as uh play calling. Yeah, play calling and stuff. So I, I think this is a fun game. I think this is one this is one that I, I think should be a Thursday night game personally. Um, but I I love this matchup. Nick. So I've always mentioned that conference expansion does ruin rivalries, but it also creates interesting matchups, especially when it's like the first go around. So a lot of these big twelve matchups, yeah, you know, this week. Patty C already played Oklahoma at Cincy. This is the same thing. UCF Kansas State. I th- I do find it intriguing because it is different. It's new. So uh, yeah, I agree, man. So uh, sign me up, Patty C. Who's been the better team for the past decade? Let's be honest. Let's give an honest assessment here. Well, UCF had that like winless season, <laughs> like 2016 or 15. Yeah, or but something. they also had two straight undefeated True. seasons. But that winless season, uh, K State. That was in the win. American. They haven't. They've never had a winless season under the Snyder era. That's true. I mean, yes. The 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 ceiling is it any higher in uh, Orlando than it is in little in the Little Apple? Who knows? Uh, we'll see what how UCF stacks up when they get to big boy football. But the floor has definitely been lower in Orlando. Yeah. You know, they've had yeah. some bad years down there. Um, but yeah, and obviously UCF's future. They're going to be getting more money than Florida State for. I mean, unless something changes soon. In the coming years, and Miami, which I mean, I know they have John Ruiz, who will probably still make Miami fly because he's rich as shit. But it's intriguing what their program's doing. I mean, this was a team that was in the MAC twenty years ago, guys. Yeah, versus uh, yeah. the Big Twelve champ. Yeah, Big Twelve champ, multiple Big Twelve champ. Ask uh, Ask old Bob Stoops about matching up with the old K State uh, <laughs> Wildcats and Darren Sproles. Um, all right, wait, 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 wait. Factor here too. Who's running the quarterback show at uh, K State? Same guys last year. Will Howard. Will Howard. There you go. John Rice Plumley. There's there's playmakers at the quarterback position. That that's also a factor like that it. makes this a fun one. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. All right, look. Before we get to NC Nick's pick, I want to do this. 